0: Before Trump took the stage, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham was mercilessly booed by the crowd of Republicans from his own state. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, please welcome United States Senator Lindsey Graham.
2: Now, the crowd didn't just boo Lindsey Graham, they let him know exactly why they were booing him. Oh. Welcome to Pickens. You folks in South Carolina are my kind of patriots. You can't stand rhinos, and I can't either. Let's hit the introduction to this edition of the BCP podcast, BCP Unfiltered, and let's look at President Trump, who gave Lindsey Graham no breaks and no quarters. Let's get into this after the intro. Gotta give us what we want uh. Gotta give us what we need
1: Hey. Our hey. freedom of speech is freedom of death We, we got, got to fight, fight the power Fight the power
0: Thank y'all for coming
1: Thank you very
0: much Thank you Later on, Trump did little to defend Graham and instead goaded his supporters into booing the senator even more Thank you very, very much Thank you, thank you You know, you can make mistakes on occasion. Even Lindsey down here, Senator Lindsey Graham. We love Senator Graham. We're going to We're going to love him. We're going to love him. I know. It's half and half. But when I need some of those liberal votes, he's always there to help me get them, Okay? We got some pretty liberal people, but he's good. He's, he's, He's there. He's there when you need him. He's there when you need
2: him. I'm going to
0: get him straightened.
2: Man, I miss Trump and can't wait till he is back in the White House. He's going to straighten out Lindsey Graham. He knows what Lindsey Graham is, a rhino. But Lindsey Graham has been a supporter when President Trump needs him. Kind of like Mitch McConnell is an absolutely horrible rhino, but let's not kid ourselves. Let's be honest. Let's give credit where credit is due. Mitch McConnell was a huge part in getting what we needed as far as conservative judges and three justices to the Supreme Court. I think it's ordained of God that Trump had the opportunity to put three justices on the Supreme Court. We got the overturning of Roe v. Wade and we got some upholding of our Constitution uh, this last week. Great, great news. Okay. He's going to straighten Lindsey Graham out. Hey, let me show you I know that's a weird segue from one thing to the other. Let me show you someone else who got straightened out. Now, Philadelphia, we know as the birthplace of the United States, and last week Trump gave his speech after Desantis to the Moms for Liberty. Now, it was uh, held at the Marriott in Center City, and the four-day summit was about parental. It's a parental rights organization, right? And, of course, the Alphabet Q plus activists were out there. And there was a trans-terrorist, Trantifa, that was out there as well, waving the pride flag in a disruptive manner in people's faces, being rude, and showing that, in fact, they are mentally ill, unstable, you know, what we used to call... Gender dysphoria, and the uh, the cops were not too happy about him, her, he, they, shares, kitchen sink, whatever they want to identify as, waving a obnoxiously waving this flag. Watch this. For those of you listening on the podcast, a cop comes over uh, to stop him. He starts writhing, and he picks him up and kind of body slams him on the ground, then gives him the uh, a similar to a George Floyd type of knee to the face. Then other people get mad and try to come and maybe retaliate against the cop, and they're blocked by other police officers on bicycles, an absolute shift show. Craziness. I, I love this new term, uh, Trantifa. Because you have Antifa out there shilling for the ridiculous agenda, the perv agenda, and you have many of these people who are unhinged. They have a mental illness. I think we should have more empathy for them. Not because we need to recognize their mental illness, but because they have issues and should be helped. They shouldn't be coddled and uh and told that you are normal and we're phobic because we don't buy into their neurosis okay let's get into some to some political news
3: one republican presidential candidate who's getting in some foreign travel over the weekend is former vice president mike pence we spoke with him yesterday from a stop on his way back from ukraine
2: so we have here margaret brennan on face the nation yesterday sunday interviewing and uh, speaking with Mike Pence. Now, it's really weird. For those of you watching this, f- CBS, there's something wrong with the green screen effect with uh, former Vice President Mike Pence. Look over his right shoulder, left shoulder. Just You can just tell it's green screen. Not a big deal, but something I noticed. I, it's, it's It's not easy to get green screen right. That's why I don't do green screen. This is actually a physical backdrop behind me. The interview starts off talking about the recent Supreme Court rulings, but I want you to pay attention to when they start talking about this here, Washington Post article from over the weekend, a Washington Post exclusive, Trump pressured Arizona Governor Doug Ducey to overturn 2020 election. In a phone call late in 2020, the article reads, President Donald Trump tried to pressure Republican Arizona Governor Doug Ducey to overturn the state's presidential election results, saying that if enough fraudulent votes could be found, it would overcome Trump's narrow loss in Arizona, according to three people familiar with the call. Here's where this CBS report with Margaret Brennan, this is what they're addressing. This Washington Post article says Trump also repeatedly asked Vice President Mike Pence to call Ducey and prod him to find the evidence to substantiate Trump's claims of fraud, according to two of these people. Pence called Ducey several times to discuss the election, they said, though he did not follow Trump's directions to pressure the governor. Now, this Washington Post article clearly says that Pence called Ducey several times to discuss the election. But he did not follow Trump's directions to pressure the governor. And that is what you're going to, that's what we're going to play for you right now. This exchange with Margaret Brennan and Mike Pence regarding this. And as you will find interesting, as the mainstream media always does when talking about the factually rigged and stolen election of 2020, they've always got to put in there that it's a false accusation. All right, let's get into this.
3: There was some uh, reporting in The Washington Post that President Trump, back in 2020, after the election, repeatedly asked you to call the governor of the state of Arizona, Doug Ducey, to get him to substantiate President Trump's claims—false claims of fraud. Uh, The Post is reporting you did call the Arizona governor multiple times to discuss the election. Uh, Is that reporting accurate? And what did you tell Governor Ducey at the time?
1: I did check in uh, with uh, not only Governor Ducey, but other governors in states that were going through the legal process of reviewing their election results, but th- there was no pressure involved. Margaret, I was, I was calling to get an update. I passed along that information uh, to the president and uh, it was no more, no less than that.
2: All right. Now remember, the leftist press likes Mike Pence right now because he and President Trump. Don't see eye to eye and they pretty much just don't get along anymore. So Margaret Brennan needs to know, but yeah, but was Trump pressuring you? Were you feeling the pressure of that megalomaniac, that horrible president, Donald Trump, who served the people and did such an excellent job and took on the deep state, lowered taxes and yes, was a victim of voter fraud, election fraud. And a whole entire machine to keep him from coming back. Were you, Mr. Pence, under the spell of Donald John Trump?
3: You are clearly saying you did not pressure the governor. But were you being pressured by Mr. Trump uh, to get those, uh, to influence Doug Ducey? And did you talk about this with the special counsel?
2: Margaret Brennan and all of these mainstream media, corporate legacy media bastards are so disrespectful they didn't call President Trump president when he was president. They do not even call him many times former president. They just call him Mr. Trump or Trump. Now we, MAGA, America First Folks, call Trump Trump. Because, you know, that was a brand, but we know he was President Trump. But I just it 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 ceases, excuse me, never ceases to amaze me that they'll call President Obama, President Clinton, even President Bush. But when it comes to Trump. They just call him Mr. Trump. Uh,
1: no, I, I, I don't remember any pressure. Look, the president and I, uh, things came to a head at the end, uh, Margaret. I've spoken about it very openly. And the president and I continue to have uh, a strong difference. Uh, I'll always believe that by God's grace, I, I did my duty under the Constitution uh, that day in presiding over a joint session of Congress uh, in, in the aftermath of the mayhem and the rioting.
2: In the aftermath of the mayhem and the rioting, you mean the Fed operatives, the false flagsters, the paid provocateurs that were masquerading as protesters, and of course, this is all a false narrative about some sort of insurrection. Is that the mayhem that you're talking about, Mike Pence? of course we know that you are a swamp creature and the way you're expressing what happened on january 6th instead of calling it a protest of what it you know which is what it really was that's just more language coming out of your pie hole that lets us know what side you're really on as if we didn't already know by your actions on january 6th
1: uh but in the days of november and december this was a this was an orderly process. You'll remember there were more than 60 lawsuits underway. States were engaging in appropriate reviews and that uh, these contacts were no more than that.
2: I'm no fan of Mike Pence today, though I've been very open and very consistent in letting you know that I think that while he was vice president up until January 6th, Mike Pence was a good vice president to President Trump. Like many leaders and many historical figures, they'll be judged by their final actions, their big mess-up, their big screw-up, their big faux pas. And that's how Mike Pence will go down in history for lovers of Trump, a traitor, a backstabber, or whatever. But if we do go back to November and December, Mike Pence was not the entire Mike Pence we're seeing now where he was totally in on the swamp— This thing, there was no rigging. Let me go, what have you. He was playing his role as vice president. But as we started to move away from November, the, was it November 6th, November 8th, election day, he started to then, you know, turn. And before January 6th said he's not going to contest it. He's just going to go along with everything that the swamp wants to happen so they can force President Trump out illegally, unethically, unlawfully via a rigged election. What a shame. What a shame. Had, just think, Mike Pence is running for president right now. Just think he would possibly, I don't know if he'd be shooing, because Ron DeSantis would be doing very well, but let's say he had done what he could have done, rightfully, on January 6th, let the states figure out their electors, President Trump had not had a stolen election, and President Trump would be in right now, He could be campaigning against Ron DeSantis like he is right now. But imagine all the wins we'd be having right now under a second term of President Trump. How high Mike Pence would be in the eyes of Republicans. And he probably would have a better shot than Ron DeSantis to continue Trump policies. It is very interesting how in life your whole legacy can come down to one decision whether it be good or bad, right or wrong. And Mike Pence is toast politically. Let's turn to Fox News that has been uh, talking about that even though President Trump, this is uh, from today on Fox News, Monday, July 3rd, that even though President Trump is not going crazy on the campaign trail, he is still pummeling all of the other quote-unquote challengers for the Republican primary. And it's not just because, and we're not just talking about national polls here. We're talking about how strategic and how right on target the Trump campaign team is because this is not their first rodeo. FORMER PRESIDENT TRUMP
0: HITTING THE CAMPAIGN TRAIL AT A SLOWER PACE THAN IN PAST ELECTION CYCLES. HE'S HELD JUST 14 MAJOR CAMPAIGN EVENTS SINCE LAUNCHING HIS WHITE HOUSE BID LAST NOVEMBER, FAR FEWER THAN HIS CLOSEST RIVALS, GOVERNOR RON DESANTIS, NIKKI HALEY, SENATOR TIM SCOTT AND VIVEK Ramaswamy. HE STILL LEADS IN THE POLLS BY DOUBLE DIGITS. LET'S BRING IN FORMER WHITE HOUSE CHIEF OF STAFF RICE PREBUS, ALSO THE FORMER RNC CHAIRMAN. IN 2016, Former President Trump, then candidate Trump, was a force on the campaign trail. It was a point of his campaign to point out how many rallies he'd been doing. Is this a different candidate?
4: Well, it's certainly a candidate that understands the rules, I think, uh, much better today than in 2016. And he's looking at polling. He's looking at delegates in early states, and they're making the decisions that they need to make.
2: In some of these states, folks, it's all about delegates. All about the delegates. Uh,
4: the national polling is important, even though a lot of people dismiss it on the airwaves, uh, because obviously when you have Uh, a super Tuesday-like event when you've got 17 states voting all at once, and then potentially, in most of those states, direct delegates to vote a certain way because delegates choose the nominee, not the voters, believe it or not. That's a surprise to a lot of people. Uh, But all those things matter, and if you look at the polls, they're really not moving uh, too much. There's some candidates that are getting into that 1% zone so they can get on the debate stage, but other than that, you've got Trump with a 30 plus point lead, and then you've got Ron DeSantis, and then everyone else. So uh, the dynamics have not changed in the last six months, in spite of everything that's going on and everything that you just described that's pretty static. In spite of the false indictments
2: federally and in New York, not in that chronological order, despite all of the Jack Council, the Jack Smith Special Counsel, excuse me, leaks to their bed buddies in the mainstream press, despite every single thing that they've done, we're not even talking about the sham, impeachments, all things they did while he was in office, but all things they've done to President Trump since they stole the election of 2020, President Trump still is pummeling every single person running against him to be the nominee for the Republican Party to go against Gavin Newsom or whoever it is that's going to replace Biden in the coming months.
0: And here are those dynamics. The latest poll numbers that we've got, 56 percent for the former president, Ron DeSantis Trails, as you mentioned, by more than 30 percentage points, then all the way below him, Vivek Ramaswamy, Mike Pence, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, and Chris Christie uh, at
2: 1%. All right, so these polls are showing, and we can have our doubts about polls, right? The way they're conducted, how they're skewed, and what have you, if those margins of error are accurate or not. But when you look at it in mass, when you look at all of the polling data, when you look at an aggregate, it becomes very obvious that President Trump is absolutely pummeling everyone in the field. Now, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have any challengers. I'm obviously on the Trump train. That is why I got kicked off of YouTube. By the way, thanks for your support. Please, you can help us out further by purchasing some merch. I did see some requests uh, for more feminine styles. So uh, after the 4th of July weekend, I uh, will have the people responsible for that to, uh, to to start looking at more feminine merch. So we are listening to what you're saying. We appreciate your support of this program and uh, merch purchase. As, we're, as we are a trump train channel, and as I personally am a Trumpster, if you will, I do believe, as a capitalist, in vigorous competition, which makes things better, makes politicians better, or what have you. But looking at the numbers, there's a lot of money being wasted or made by these politicians. There's a lot of jockeying. But in the end, President Trump will be victorious. Now, I know the RNC is going to try to do everything they can to keep President Trump from representing the party, just like they did in 2016, but in the end he will prevail. But these numbers, according to the Fox News poll, now remember Fox News hates Trump and wants to pump up DeSantis and they still have President Trump what uh, two and a half times the the uh, what 22 times two is 44 and President Trump at 56. To 22 over DeSantis. Ramaswamy actually doing better than Pence, uh, and Pence tying with Scott. Some folks want a female, a brown female, in no matter what. So maybe they're for Haley. They're not even showing on this Fox News poll graphic, they're not even showing Chris Christie, who's at 1% but would qualify for debate that President Trump says he's not even sure he's going to participate in. He may end up having his own event. And speaking of Trump events, and speaking of numbers, if you go by, once again, the numbers that President Trump is pulling, not just in his polls, but in his actual events, I'm not going to say it's game over, but it's game over. President Trump is leading the field big time. And I don't even think that this number 56% is accurate. I think it's probably, from other polls I've seen, over 60%. I would imagine or would not be surprised if we start seeing polls with President Trump at 70% of Republican support, that that would be more accurate. Well, the top two Republican candidates for president, former President Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, have decided to go out on the campaign trail on this long Fourth of July holiday. Trump already visited South Carolina this past weekend, while Governor DeSantis has plans to head to New Hampshire tomorrow. All right, you hear from me, obviously, Black Conservative Patriot, James. Let's hear from another Black Conservative Patriot, Stacy, and some insights shared on Newsmax about all of this.
0: All right, let's talk more about the road to 2024 and that ad and also Trump's rally over the weekend. Stacey Washington, host of Stacey on the Right, joins us today. Stacey, good to see you. Hi,
2: Stacey. Hi,
5: thanks for having me.
0: Great to have you. So busy time for DeSantis as he goes up to the Granite State tomorrow. But let's talk a little bit about... uh, the crowd size at Trump's rally over the weekend, the Associated Press saying it matched uh, matched some really big numbers. Massive crowd. Pickens, South Carolina police chief, tells the AP, he estimates somewhere between 50 and 55,000 people in the crowd. Uh, so it does seem like the campaign trail, uh, despite the indictments there, continues to be very strong for folks who want to get out and support the former president.
5: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, the attacks on President Trump have been... Uh, something we've never seen before in this country. Yet he continues to go out and not just spend time with his family and golf, but to campaign because he's the only candidate out there who's doing these huge groups, these, speaking to large groups of Americans in person, traveling to their hometown to speak to them about issues. He also put out a lengthy detailed series of videos on his Twitter feed and his social media describing what he plans to do in a number of areas that have been unaddressed by the current administration. So. Um, If you're wanting to know what he thinks about an issue, it's out there. If you want to see him speak in person, he's out there.
2: President Trump is out there. His opinions are out there. He's active on social media. He puts out these regular videos talking about his campaign and what he will do in his second term as president. And I'm very much looking forward to the second term of President Trump, whether it's the war uh, in Russia or in Ukraine with Russia ending that. So he talks about foreign policy, talks about our policy on the border. Even his plans to go after the drug cartels and criminalize have harsher penalties in the criminalization of drug trafficking, human trafficking, et cetera. So President Trump is very much out there. And man, I, I if you love Trump rallies... Just be prepared to see myself and Mrs. BCP over the next year and probably more than one Trump rally. Because boy, are Trump rallies fun and they're not white supremacist, uh, r- supremacy, racist gatherings. There's no burning of crosses and white hoods. There's just brotherhood. Something fellow black conservative Stacy notes in this next part.
5: I think it's good for him and it's good for America. It adds some normalcy, at, at least for me, because I love the Trump rallies. I love seeing people out there dressed up. Look at that lady with the striped top and the, the uh, she's got stars on the bottom of her skirt. That, that's amazing. These, these choices for Americana, um, it's good to see.
2: Actually, it's great to see. And you will be seeing me yet again tomorrow for 4th of July. I will not be taking off. I will continue... Bringing you the reports that you want to see. Now we have some more in-depth reporting for the next episode. So please don't forget to check your inbox. If you're you're on Patreon and you are not getting email notifications every time I drop a new video, then you might want to log into Patreon and update your email information. For those of you on Locals, same thing happens uh, over there. You get email notifications every time I upload a video. There's no reason why you folks should not be, uh, not know when we have a new video. If you are not being notified by email, if that's your preferred way of being notified, just go in and log into Locals or Patreon, wherever you're watching, listening to this, and make sure that your email is. Properly or updated if you're not using that email, or perhaps it was wrong when you first uh, joined, or what have you. Until tomorrow, ciao, goodbye, God bless. Please don't forget to uh, support Juniorette and nothing but the news. A lot of exciting things are going on over there that uh, she has going on, uh, building a family show over there. It's very cool. Hasta mañana. Happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Look forward to tomorrow's uh, show. Let me just tell you what I have in my mind and you can put in the comments uh, down below. Do I have a totally positive show for 4th of July or do I just report the news and analysis that I've been working on? That's a tough one for me. I don't know if you're going to be able to sway me either way, but give me your thoughts down below. got what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. It's freedom or death. We, we got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power.